0: This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 57. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self help, positive psychology, and books on well being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea here. I hope you're doing fantastic. I'm so excited because I highlighted such a great book this week, and I know I say that every single week, but you know, I'm super addicted to reading and I love reading these books and I get so excited that literally I have stacks of books that I want to read. And I'm sure you have stacks of books as well, sitting on your nightstand or in your bookshelf that you haven't gotten to and be sure that you know what, if there's something that you want me to read, make sure that you send me a private message or just let me know because I am highlighting fantastic books that all you guys are recommending for me. And I have a backlog of amazing books to read. Now, these authors put so much research, effort, and love into their books that if something does spark your interest, I always recommend that you go and purchase the book and support the author. This is where I highlight books in 15 minutes or less, although you regulars always know that I go a little bit longer than that because I like to suck out all the actionable nuggets, the nuggets that you can take and apply to your life right away, instantaneously, so you can actually make a difference. Then I draw a parallel on where the positive psychology is within these books. And where is the coachable moments as a life coach? I love sucking out these things that we can turn into action into our lives or the things that maybe resonate and allow us to really flourish. And positive psychology is the study of human flourishing, right? So there's a lot of wonderful intentional behaviors that we can add to our life to make a big difference, to really enhance our, you know, our, our, our vitality and enhance us in so many levels so that we can thrive on a daily basis. Basis. Okay, so let's jump in. This is The Road Less Traveled by Scott Peck. It's The New Psychology of Love, Traditional Values, and Spiritual Growth. Such a fantastic book, and you're gonna discover why. This book actually was the book that they had as a suggested reading for Alcoholics Anonymous. And the author was not an alcoholic, but he was very uh, like on on, I guess right on track with the message that they have within it. So there's a lot in this book that can really help us on so many levels. Now you don't need to be an alcoholic <laughs> to read this book or in alcoholics anonymous. This book has so many benefits on so many levels that can help everybody. And um so I loved it. So it's called The Road Less Traveled. It really helps us to explore the very nature of loving relationships and that it can actually lead us to this place of serenity and peace and just a sense of fullness in our life. And who doesn't want that, right? We all want to feel this sense of thriving. And fullness in our lives, so. And the whole premise of this book and the underlying theme is that life is difficult and that journey is going to be a long journey and that journey towards growth and self-discovery, it can be painful, it can be challenging, and it can be long. And I love this idea because you know what? This is all about real-time resilience. Positive psychology is all about that real-time resilience and acknowledging, you know, not just pretending that your whole world is great and everything's positive because the reality is that life can be difficult. Difficult. And the journey can also be painful, and there can be a lot of challenges. So I love that this whole book has that undertone of the reality of life and humanity. And so, what's great about it is that it's allowing us to be resilient uh, and giving us fantastic tools that can help us flourish in our life. So, uh, in this book, he's a psychiatrist, and uh, Scott Peck really teaches us how to st- distinguish um, the difference between dependency from love and also how to become more sensitive as a parent, as a spouse, as a, you know, whatever in your working environment. It allows us to become a little more sensitive and also ultimately allows us to become more of the true person that we're meant to be, our own true self. And there's so many fantastic little tips in here and we're going to jump right in. So this book is going to help us move towards a higher level of self-understanding and self-mastery. And in positive psychology, It's all about the science of that human flourishing, right? And this book has so many fantastic actionable nuggets so that we can thrive. So the first section of the book, quite a big section, all on discipline. And then uh, the book goes into a section about love. And then the book goes into a section about growth. And then it goes into a section about grace. And so we're going to go into each one of those. So the first section, discipline, which sounds, you know, scary, (laughs) And uh, it sounds like it's going to be work, but you're right. It actually is. Okay. So this section is that we are going to have problems and we are going to have pain. Life is difficult and that is the great truth. And so it's actually even one of the four noble truths that Buddha teaches, right? That life is going to be challenging, that life is difficult. And um, and the thing is, is that we often complain and you hear people complaining a lot about their life as if it was supposed to to be easy and that it should be easy, but the reality is, and the great truth is, is that no, there are going to be a series of problems, and within his book, which was so fantastic, is that he basically said that that life is actually a series of problems that we need to solve, and the whole book is based on this human reality and this great truth that we are going to be constantly... Um, you know, exposed to problems in our world, and so discipline is based the basic set of tools that we need to re, that we require and that we need to build into ourselves in order to solve these problems. So life is going to throw things at us, and the bottom line within this book is he's talking about you know this idea of discipline, in that this is your basic tool that you require in order to solve life problems. Okay, so. It's all about no taking responsibility. I love this piece. Taking responsibility and the fact that, you know, for all the problems that you have in your life, that you are responsible for making changes. So it means experiencing the pain that your life has to offer you and, um, and looking at the problem constructively. So in other words, using the tool of discipline and kind of looking at it in a constructive way, in a realistic way, that tools um, can really help you to be effective and that you're you're more willing to use these tools of discipline. So you have to first accept responsibility and the fact that there will be problems in your life and that life, you know, it should be easy, but it's not going to be. And the reality is, is that we need to, in his, in his book, he's suggesting we need to accept responsibility for the problems that are showing up in our lives. And then we can you know, control it or activate it with discipline or attack it with discipline rather. And so this pain can be confronted with these tools of discipline. And basically when we confront the pain, we're not avoiding it. A lot of times when we have challenges in our life, you know, we maybe avoid that challenge or we um, try to distract ourselves away from it um, or we blame other people. So the idea here first is to accept responsibility, responsibility for the problems that come up in our lives and to confront the pain, not avoid it. And that confrontation is actually a discipline. Like it's important to, you know, confront it with discipline. So this is what the whole first section of the book is about. So you must be willing to use these tools to confront your challenges and any suffering head on, and that we must be open to these challenges and know that they're going to be there. And you know what, we got to use these, these discipline tools. So the tools that he talked about within his book are uh, delay of gratification, acceptance of responsibility, and dedication to truth and balancing. So these are huge. Let's look at these in a little more detail. So delay of gratification, and this is, this is huge in the psychology world, and it's actually this delay of uh, gratification is essential for what they call in psychology is for self-regulation. And so self-regulation and l- regulating our environment um, is really important for our happiness and for taking responsibility and exercising discipline. So delay of gratification is a process of basically scheduling the pain... As a part of your life, so you are going to literally have pain. So the idea is, is that you want to um, put the pain in such a way that it enhances your pleasure. So what you want to do is, so for example, say, um, say doing laundry is painful for you, um, and having a glass of wine is pleasure. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? <laughs> Anyway, so if that were the case, what you might do is put the, put the folding of laundry first and exercise that and then delay the gratification of having a glass of wine later. So what you're doing is you're kind of, I I always make little deals with myself and this is delay of gratification. I'll say, okay, I have to walk around the block, fold my laundry before I can have a glass of wine. And the wine is like a reward and I delay that and science has shown that it's best to schedule and and kind of order your time. So do the more painful things first uh, to get them over with. And then you have kind of a reward after or you have your gratification after, so it really um, it's it's been studied and it's so powerful. And this discipline is really important for us to manage a challenge in our life, to manage things that are going to come up that aren't so great. And it's one of these wonderful tools of discipline that we can use. And so, for example, I, I mean, I, I'm sure if you're a parent, you've done this one right. You got to eat your broccoli, you know, before you have your ice cream for dessert. And you know what? Maybe kids don't like broccoli as much. But then that's uh, the delay of that gratification is what's going to make them do the thing that's not as pleasurable first. So it's really huge and it's very powerful. And this delay of gratification is a great tool to prevent procrastination. And um, is it really, it makes you feel a sense of, you know, uh, accomplishment because it's like you, you delay that reward. So you get all the things that are kind of sort of painful done first. So I like that. I like gamifying it personally. And so I love that tool of discipline. I definitely use it myself. And I hope that is something that you can apply to your life. You know, what is it that you're procrastinating or putting off or what is it that's kind of painful for you to do, but it's a challenge in life and it's something, you know, you know, you need to do. And then what would be gratifying for you and that you can kind of schedule and plan to delay that gratification and put the things that are a little more painful in front. So yeah, take journal that one, figure out what, how it is that you can best schedule and order your time. All right. So the other element of discipline or this other tool is uh, dedication to truth. Now this one is really powerful as well, because this tool of discipline or technique of dealing with pain and problem solving is all about staying dedicated to the truth and the truth is reality. So So the more clearly that we can see our reality and what is true, uh, the better we can deal and handle with handle challenge. And so our minds have this tendency to like, Uh, get into these stories or falsehoods or misperceptions or illusions and we create what's called story and it actually affects our ability to create a correct course of action. So I like that he brought this up and in positive psychology we talk about you know narrative and we talk about thinking traps and we talk about you know our explanatory styles and sometimes we really explain things in a way that uh, is interpreted from our experiences in our past, but they may not be accurate and they may be a little bit false. So this is one of the tools of discipline is to really get, de- uh, focus and be dedicated to truth and truth seeking and that the truth is actually reality. And I love this in approaching problems and dealing with challenges in your life because I mean, let's face it, we do make up stories to make ourselves feel better or to justify things out or right. So it's human, human beings create meaning from experience. That is what we do. So the reality is, is we want to make sure that these lies or these falsehoods that we might be telling yourselves that they're not getting in the way from us making you know effective course action, courses of action. Okay, so the next discipline or the next discipline tool, that can really help us is acceptance of responsibility. We talked about it a bit in the intro as well, but this acceptance of responsibility is that we must accept responsibility for the problems that are in our life, uh, in order to solve them. If we're not accepting responsibility, if we don't think that there is a problem, then we're not going to try and solve it, right? We often go to a place of not accepting responsibility, uh, for personal problems. And that's not good because then things don't get solved and we don't take responsibility, we're not taking action. So the most important psychological benefit uh, is to accept this responsibility for your life and accept that you can, um, once you accept that there is a problem, then you can right away move into, okay, like, so what are the action steps that I can take that will help solve this problem? And um, so, yeah, we often go into that place, right, of not accepting personal, all these personal problems. And uh, so actually uh, what he said within his book is that most psychological disorders stem from a disorder of responsibility. So not taking responsibilities is where people tend to like um, get upset and have anxiety and all kinds of things, right? So Uh, So what they're suggesting within the book, what he's suggested within the book is cast away responsibility makes people feel feel temporarily comfortable um, with the problem. But that's just temporary, right? So the first step is to um, stop this sense of helplessness. And in psychology, we call it learned helplessness. And it's all about shifting the focus to taking responsibility for your life and your problems. The second you do that, this is an exercise of discipline. Uh, you are going to be able to move into a place of um, taking action and being responsible for your life. And also in psychology, this is accept- this accepting or not accepting of responsibility is called the locus of control, right? Like internal locus of control, what you feel like you have control over. And this is a discipline. So those were all the, the key tools or discipline tools all about taking responsibility and recognizing that we can confront pain and we can confront challenge and we can look in our lives. And I mean, our lives are going to show us challenge. Um, And so it's all about a steady stream of problem solving. And so the idea and the tools that we can use is delaying gratification so we can get through things that might be a little more painful um, and stacking them with gratification after. And then also being focused and dedicated to truth And um, looking at the reality of the situation instead of fabricating things. And then also having the discipline of acceptance of responsibility that we're responsible for the challenges and the problems in our lives. And then he goes into this whole section on love. And this part is, um, he talked about love being kind of like the backbone or the backing of discipline. And, um, it's, it's basically this wonderful, um, feeling of love, um, and, or act and will of acting in loving ways that are going to help you, um, to be more dedicated and to be more involved in your life and also, um, to have discipline, right? So if you, you exercise these discipline what you really need in order to exercise that discipline is this concept of love and the way he described it in his book is that there's really no true satisfactory definition of love and it's so true but for the purpose of this book he defined it as more the will to extend one's self for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another's growth so I thought that was so beautiful. So basically, it's the will, right? The action, the will that we extend, that we give, that we put out um, of you know, ones, you're basically nurturing and helping yourself as well as others grow. And that's what love is. And that's the definition of love within his book. And so he includes this love for yourself as well as others. And this really, I like it because it totally implies that it's an act or it's effort. So you have to put in effort, like there's a will, Uh, the will implies, you know, that there's desire and there's action. So, um, so basically love is an act of will. (laughs) So it's more than just falling in love and having hearts floating by your head. It is also about, um, putting effort in and putting, you know, um, determination and action and effort and will. Um, and, and I think that's beautiful all about building and nurturing another person's growth or building and nurturing your own growth, self-love. And I, I just thought this was beautiful. And then he also talked that there's no boundaries to this. This love, there's no separation and there's no dependency or codependency um, to love. That love is an action and it's an activity. Oh my gosh, I love that. And it really, again, it kind of goes along with this idea of taking responsibility, right, uh, for our lives and stepping up. So then he did go off on this place of dependency and how dependency may appear to be love because it is a force that causes people to kind of attach themselves to one another. And And this dependency is not love. And then he talked about how it kind of works like a trap and it constricts rather than offers growth. So this dependency thing, like depending on other people, um, is not actually a form of love because it's not really allowing people to grow. And because with the definition that he's talking about within his book, that, um, that it's this will that we extend to other people and to ourselves to really nurture our growth as well as the growth of others. This is the love. And so dependency is not love. So is what he's saying. Okay. So then he talked about how love is not selfish. Love is rather selfish and unselfish. So we look after ourselves as well as we look after other people. We help other people's people grow as well as growing ourselves. This is what he, he talks about that this is genuine love and it's definitely a huge, um, like when you offer this, it's, it allows for spiritual growth. So then he talked about love disciplined. And I like the way he put this because genuine love is when we are concerned for someone else's spiritual growth, as well as the growth of ourselves. And this commitment is the cornerstone to healthy relationships, um, and for just a healthy life. And so what he talked about within his book is that it's really important for spiritual growth and for connections and, um, So love is about building this feeling of strength and security. So strength and security really help and really foster a place of love. And it takes effort to offer um, feelings and build feelings of strength and security. So I like that he called it love discipline because in other words, it takes effort. It's not just a feeling. And the example that he used within his book, and I thought it was incredible is he talked about an alcoholic man that's sitting at a bar professing his love for his wife and his family. Um, and he's sitting there at the bar. And, um, so, and and that's such a great example because love is not just a feeling, but rather it's genuine, genuine love is actually a commitment. So, um, what he's saying is that it may be difficult and painful to search for evidence of love in action. So it's hard It's easy for that man to sit at the bar and say, I love my family. I love my my wife. Um, It's easy to uh, speak of of love as, as a feeling. However, what he's saying is that the real difficulty and the real challenge is actually searching for evidence of love in action. and that is huge, right? Oh my gosh. So that's what I liked about that. And so the, there is work involved. So the work, um, that he talked about within his book is this work of attention. So, um, what he's saying is that love requires effort and that it takes this extra step and this extension of effort in order to, you know, it, it's, it's an extension of ourselves. It's going to take effort. So when we love one another, we, we attend to them, we give them our attention. And what comes up for me is this, uh, this, um, attention or act of willing is all about, you know, listening and being present and mindful in your relationships and positive psychology. Um, one of the fantastic tools that you can use is mindfulness, right? And savoring that person and listening and paying attention and really, um, you know, uh, being present. And he talked about this within his book, a whole section on paying attention, attending to and listening. So the basic he, he called it, and I love the way he put it when, within his book is listening is love in action. And I thought that was so amazing. He also talked about extending oneself. So moving out of this place of laziness and into effort and courage. And then he did talk about be willing to change and adapt. Um, everyone around you is going to change and adapt. and and you as well and so the idea is to be kind of malleable or flexible and uh, kind of go with the flow and and allow for growth in others as well as growth within yourself and acceptance of this is love and it's just so beautiful right and then I mean you hear about those couples that the one couple wants to you know grow and learn and uh, move forward and enhance their lives and do all kinds of things and the other is still, you know, smoking and like unhealthy lifestyle and partying, and then there's a disconnect between that. And then what happens is is that they think that they grow apart, but really what it is, right, is that it's just um, they're not necessarily allowing each other to grow at their own pace, or they're not really attending to each other, and there if there's a disconnect. So many reasons there, right? Um, but yeah, so extending oneself. So moving out of laziness into effort, into action, and be willing to change and adapt. So being malleable, right? Um, And the example that I was giving was actually where the one person resents the other person for um, growing and changing. And uh, I I have had clients actually who have lost a whole bunch of weight and who, you know, and their husbands, they're not embracing that positive growth. And uh, they're worried about losing their partner. Partner and that sort of stuff. So and so that, as you can tell, is not genuine love. And so the idea that he's talking about within his book is this allowing for growth. And that is what really true love is and just allowing for um, each other to do well and to, you know, prosper and grow and to accommodate that, and then giving each other this loving attention, which is listening, 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 paying attention, extending yourself, uh, be willing to change and adapt for people, and then also focusing on your own self love requires independence and personal growth, and you need to value yourself in order to be, you know, involved. You need to really turn inward and to exercise this self love and care, and and this growth will help you feel that value and feel valued. Isn't that incredible? So the idea is, is to, um, to just keep nurturing this idea of growth in yourself and others. And that's kind of what he's saying that love is, and that it's, it's an action, it's a will, and it's all about, you know, allowing someone to, uh, grow and kind of, Um, supporting that process so I thought that section was really interesting it's definitely a different like a different perspective on love and uh, and healthy relationship I think the main takeaway on that one is this idea of effort will and attention and it's all about contributing and being concerned with someone's spiritual growth with growth in general and just supporting that and then also showing up attending to them paying attention listening following fostering this growth and uh, it, and having it reciprocal back at you and then also fostering your own self-growth as well. And that's incredible. I thought that was powerful. Okay, so, so far we've talked about discipline and then now we're talking about, we talked about love and the importance of love. And then now we're gonna talk about growth. And these are all, all wonderful tools to help us kind of have a flourishing life. And so then you talked about this idea of growth. And uh, growth as humans, we are meant to grow. We are meant to learn and we are meant to um, get better and, and prosper and have a sense of accomplishment and have purpose and meaning. And um, what comes to mind is, you know, one of the pathways of well being and positive psychology in the PERMA model is achievement and accomplishment. And then this is all about, you know, having this purpose and this meaning and this you know, that we contribute to the greater good and that there is, you know, that we're learning and growing, that growth is essential to our happiness. And so his action tips were to avoid tunnel vision and to really um, be constantly revising your life and extending uh, your understanding and gaining knowledge and kind of looking to the larger world and exercising discipline and practice of love everywhere you go. And this is so fantastic. This allows for this sense of growth and this sense of spirituality spirituality and um, this this achievement and accomplishment that's so important for our happiness, right? Um, not feeling stagnant, right? We're learning and growing and we feel like, you know, there's reason why we're here. Um, he also talked about enlarging our frame. So avoiding that tunnel vision, expanding our knowledge and really our realm of knowledge and looking um, through the world through a new lens and kind of with through new information, it allows us to really stay alive and stay vibrant and curious. I love that he used the word curiosity, like maintain that curiosity kind of like science is always asking questions. And so that was one of his tips is to really remain curious and investigate your world, constantly learning and growing. So the other thing he talked about, which I thought was so interesting is believing in miracles and um um, and that comes into the next section. It's the segue to the next section, which is called grace. And um, it's all about uh, not looking at big, massive miracles, but looking at actually tiny miracles that happen in your life. And uh, that that ends up helping you feel like you're, you know, that gives you evidence that there's a, gr- a grace about your life. Okay, so this next section, and it's so interesting. And he, uh, the way he put it in his book is so good. Um, so he basically talked about The definition of grace. So, the word associated with grace is amazing. So like amazing grace. Um, so something that amazes you is usually because it's not the ordinary course of things. In other words, if something is really amazing, it was maybe probably something that's not sort of predictable, or um, it's like not predictable by what we would know as a natural law. And so um, events that kind of they're implausible or they seem like, wow, that that's crazy that that would happen, right? It's this highly implausible events or kind of miracles or synchronicity that things happen. And what's cool about that is that it's like this idea of grace or synchronicity, um, is it really is life enhancing and it actually is growth producing. And this whole book is about growth, right? And I thought this part was so interesting Is so he's suggesting within his book is to really consider like the miracle of life, the miracle of your health and really welcome grace wherever you see it. So uh, notice, you know, synchronicity in your life and coincidences. And it's like, it's so crazy because it's like it defies or it's like there's no cause. It can't be determined with this natural law That it's weird that it's happening with frequency. So this is synchronicity. Right. It's like when you're talking about, um, say you're talking about Jason and then suddenly Jason calls you on the phone, like that's synchronicity. Or you were just talking two days ago about maybe you wanted to try, um, whitewater rafting and then you end up seeing all these commercials on whitewater rafting or something. Uh, so it's interesting how those synchronicity events happen and what he's talking about is there's no scientific um plausible reason they happen but they do. And what's crazy about it and why people usually don't um, accept that it um is because they they can't explain it. There's no science to it and the reality is is that But it's weird because it actually occurs with such frequency that it's synchronistic. So the normal laws, natural laws can't explain it. All right, so then he talked all about um, connecting to this um, power and synchronicity and coincidences and that this is um, grace, right? Like that we're really being open to the flow of the universal energy and um, that sort of stuff. And then also using the power of your unconscious mind and that what you're thinking about sets the intention, right? So allow grace to serve you in your world, allow it to, you know, support like intuition and inner voice feelings and um, kind of, it actually helps to protect and enhance your life and your spiritual growth. Like, uh, you know, if you keep seeing things, it's like, oh, wait a second, maybe that's the direction I'm meant to go in. Like, how is that happening? And I know in positive psychology it's also called the confirmation bias. So when we start thinking about something, we will find things in our world that confirm what it is that we're thinking, right? And so, so there's a little bit of that in there with synchronicity probably, but at the same time, just allowing this grace to serve you as a human and really make you feel a sense of growth and connection and support and guidance. I love it for guidance. So even though it's incompletely understandable, you don't really understand it. um, He's suggesting that we do believe in miracles and we accept this grace to really help us with growth uh, in our life. And spiritual growth in general. So that's it. This book is incredible. The Road Less Traveled is kind of all about um, knowing that there's challenge in our lives and that we must adopt discipline or techniques in order to constructively deal with these challenges and that um, we will have pain and we will have problems. So instead of avoiding them, using discipline um, and techniques uh, that, that can help us get through them is really essential for our happiness. He also talked about um, that love is an act or will and that it lies at the back of discipline, that uh, genuine love is, you know, when we're concerned with someone's spiritual growth and that love is essential as well as, you know, connection to others and personal growth and spiritual growth. And that's a huge, huge tool. So discipline and love, and I can't believe I just use the word love as a tool, <laughs> but it's a form of action and taking responsibility in your life and then also as humans we're meant to grow we're meant to learn and we're meant to really enjoy life experiences and to understand the world and so this is all about spiritual growth so learning and loving and discipline and expanding our views and being open to grace and um, flow in our life so I love that it's really uh, life enhancing so this book was a beautiful blend of you know love grace discipline, and growth that really allows us and leads us to wholeness. And um, I thought there were so many nuggets of wisdom and tips in this book that really can support human flourishing. So that's it, everybody. I would love to hear what your takeaways are. And uh, I hope you really enjoyed this book as much as I did. I thought it was incredible. And I'm so excited to hear your feedback. Thank you so much, everybody. Bye. It's book giveaway time. So you know I'm clearly addicted to reading and I love to learn but have you ever thought about my book collection about how many books I might have on my bookshelf (laughs) I have quite a few and yes I would love for you to benefit from these amazing books that I have so I do book giveaways every month so if you want to enter for your chance to win books I would love to give you some okay so simply go to my website and join my list That's it. That's all you need to do. My subscribers get bonus episodes, special weekly worksheets, and book giveaways every month. So don't miss out. Just go to my my website at andreasidel.com and I have exciting news as well. If you want a bonus entry, all you need to do is take a screenshot of this episode that you're listening to and post it on your social media, telling people what you love about this show, and then tag us in it because we want to know that you've done it, and presto, there's your next opportunity for the book giveaway so our instagram handle is live life happy underscore a s and Facebook is Live Life Happy Community, all one word. Good luck! If you like this podcast, that's like personal training for your mind. You've got to come over to my website at andreasadell.com, where I take all these books, I highlight, coach, and summarize the content in my unconventional book and coaching club. Let's face it, no one is sunshine and butterflies all the time, but we can make happiness a lifestyle. So I want to invite you to sign up at my website for my freebies and giveaways so that you can start each week positively. Finally, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to, download and write a review because they really help grow the show.